Welcome to the All Arts Radio Hour, a weekly array of arts programming with an eclectic mix of pop, contemporary, and classical music, along with interviews, poetry, dramatic performance, and more, right here on WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR station. Today on the All Arts Radio Hour, you'll hear your favorite Carol King classics and discover a few hidden gems in this one-time concert from the Tillis Center for the Performing Arts on Long Island, recorded in 2018. This special performance features Broadway talent, such as Tony Award-winning music director and conductor Ted Sperling, Alicia Umphress from On the Town, and Clark Thorell from My Fair Lady. Enjoy rare access to the rehearsal room, along with creative takes on beloved songs, right here on the All Arts Radio Hour. On the roof, that's the only place I Well, this show's been actually a few years in the making, and we had this idea of doing a Carole King program before the show Beautiful opened on Broadway. And then we went to see Beautiful, and we loved it. But we realized it only told one slice of Carole's life, and it had to include songs by her collaborators and her friends. So we thought there was room to explore more of her catalog in a concert setting with arrangements that could go a little further afield from the originals. You know, in Beautiful, they stick logically to basically the way those songs were introduced. But now they're so familiar, there's room to reinterpret them. My life has been a tapestry of rich and royal hue, an everlasting vision of the ever-changing hue, a wondrous woven I've developed a really good relationship with the Tilla Center over the years. The acoustic there is so accommodating to both purely acoustic music making and amplified music making, and this program sort of lives right in the center of that because it's delicate, but it does rock and roll sometimes. So I think you're going to hear every word, which is very important to me in my performances.
Good evening, everybody. Isn't that a fantastic song? And aren't we lucky to have Melody to sing it? Thank you. Hi, I'm Ted Sperling. I'm your host for tonight's celebration of the genius of Carole King. She wrote both music and lyrics for I Feel the Earth Move, just one of the dozens of her songs that have entered our collective unconscious and become threads that are inextricably woven into the tapestry we called American popular music. Compared to a Broadway show, we're doing maybe twice as much music. So, and we're inventing the arrangements as we go, and we're working things out with the input from the musicians, from the singers, with Noah chiming in and saying, actually, I didn't really understand that, so can you take another look at it? So yeah, it's a very exciting process. Number four, big number four, right? I just need to look, glance at my lyrics just for the solo that I didn't realize I had to listen to. It's too late. Actually, the singer in the case of that one, that was Alicia Umphress. She, we were just messing around as we were just starting up in the, we were maybe at Ted's place, and she started singing a certain thing, uh, uh, singing at a certain weight in a certain tempo. And then we just had her sing a, a one line and then put some space after it, have the band sort of respond to what she sings. We had a sort of a call and response idea for that. Uh, and then a certain beat that is in no way reminiscent of the original. Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time. There's something wrong here, there can be no denying. is changing or maybe we just stop trying and it's too late baby now it's too late though we really did try to make it something One of our favorite songs is Way Over Yonder, also on Tapestry, which has always felt like a gospel tune, um, but it's traditionally done in three-quarter time, more like a sort of slow waltz. And Jeff had the idea to do it in four. And we've actually had to do quite a bit of work to make it gel. 
should go up an inversion. Can we go over the notes for from some long ago dream? It's either squared way over or pushed, but we need to kick in back. That's where I'm bound. And like really big now loud there. That's where I'm bound. Everything that we thought was gonna work, we've discovered, yeah, this, some, some of this works. And then others, we have to keep massaging and have to change the harm, harmonies that the vocalists are singing or actually change the structure of the tune from what we thought would work. You know, the art of writing is the art of rewriting, that, that whole thing. So that's what we're experiencing in these last few days of rehearsals with the entire band and all the singers together. So it's just, Rewriting. But that, that middle part doesn't go down. Doesn't it just hang on the B flat? Does it? I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was. Play with that, that, that is one thing I don't think is going to happen. Can you play the compliment? It's funny because some things like the shooby doops. 
nobody does stuff like that anymore, you know? And when you're doing a program like this, you want to sort of pay homage to, like, all those different eras that Carol had been writing in. And nobody's, like, doing that kind of thing anymore in music. So you kind of have to go back and be like, how did the chiffons do that? Or how did the cookies do that? And kind of, like, just immerse yourself in that 50s kind of thing for a little bit. If only there were a device where we could, say, look something up. um, Okay. Okay, so... So they stay on one chord for the whole first two measures, yeah. and then they do on the do B, on the B, on the second. So can we try it? I'll stay on one chord on the beginning. One, two, three, four. That's fine for me. Lock it. Okay, Thank let's try the tune now. It's interesting, you know, nobody disputes that the Beatles were one of like the biggest band songwriters like for all time. And when the Beatles were first kind of like coming to this country and breaking in and becoming big, one of the things that they supposedly had said was that they aspired to be songwriters as good as Carole King and Jerry Goffin. And it's sort of interesting that they would look to them when I feel like everybody thinks the Beatles are kind of where it's at in terms of great songwriting. I mean, Carole King too, obviously. Um, But the Beatles did in fact cover a Carole King song, Chains, and we're doing that in, in the program here. And I feel like that's a lot of fun to just kind of bring that full circle and kind of uh, put it all together. Chains, my baby's got me locked up in chains, and they ain't the kind that you can't see. Oh, these chains of love got a hold on me, yeah. Tell you, I think you're 
One of my favorite hidden gems is a song called No Easy Way Down. And it's sort of a gospel-y song in 3-4. And um, it's been recorded by some really big people. It was recorded by Barbara Streisand and Dusty Springfield, and they all did their, their take on it. One of my favorite versions of that song is, is Carol played it alone at her concert at, at Carnegie Hall back in 1971. And it's, it's just her on the piano and it's so beautiful. Cause there is no easy way down. That one for me, it's just an undiscovered jam in a way. I mean, it's not completely undiscovered, but I hope we'll introduce it to our audiences who may not already know it. Your toy balloon has sailed in the sky. Now it must fall to the ground. Now you're Been exciting. And up to the peaks, you were bound. Now you're stranded alone, and you're
Well, Noah and I are married, um, so we are each other's wingman for everything in life. Yeah. The final yeah, R like is true. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of sort of like, <laughs> what's that? It's Which like one? ghosty R. Uh, it's sort of like scary R. Uh. The <laughs> 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 What's that? I'm sort of, it's like a haunted house R. Uh. The ooh at the end? The ah at the end. It's like. It's an ooh. No, I think it's the nature. last one. That really crunchy like, one. <laughs> we listen to a lot of Carole King in our household. It's just one of our favorite things to put on when we're in the car or making breakfast. So the songs are just in our heads and in our hearts all the time. One of the things that Noah keeps reminding me is that simplicity is really hard, but simplicity is often what makes something great. And that if you overcomplicate things, you sort of lock yourself into a time and place that may not be your friend. That I think one of the things that everybody in the room for these rehearsals is, keeps, keeps on saying is how these songs still feel as fresh as they were when they were first written. The local rock group down the street is trying hard to learn their song. They serenade the weekend squire who just came out to mow his When Carole King was recording Tapestry, sometimes she couldn't get the studio she wanted because Joni Mitchell had already rented it to record her album, Blue. And just a few blocks down the street, James Taylor was recording Sweet Baby James. Can you imagine those three albums being recorded in all in the same few weeks? Will You Love Me Tomorrow was written by Goffin and King for the Shirelles in 1960 and it was their first number one hit. 10 years later, Carol recorded it for Tapestry with backup vocals by James Taylor and Joni Mitchell. Here's that arrangement.
I feel like more and more we're living in a world where everything is so fragmented. You know, like you turn on the TV and there's 500 channels and everybody watches something different. And, you know, you're on Facebook or something and everybody has their own feeds. And, and the world just seems more and more split apart and there aren't a lot of things that interconnect us. And I believe that, you know, Carol King music is one of those things that really connects us. And that's why I feel like she's the heir to the Great American Songbook, because it is something we all can share and enjoy as a people. The night of the Tony Awards, when Beautiful was up for awards, I also had to show up, and I actually, I think I lost my ticket or something for the performance, and I had to get backstage because I had to conduct. And I was stuck at the stage door saying, let me in, let me in, don't you know who I think I am? And Carol King walked in to do her segment, and so there we were, and I couldn't resist, so I just introduced myself again to her, and she was lovely. She's such a warm person, and she actually, she stops, you know, and, and she listens and she compliments you immediately and says, oh, I love that, or that's a great job you did, or something, you know, and then, then she goes on and, and does her business. But I'm so impressed with everything I've seen of her, and even in these short meetings with her about what a good person she seems to be. Tonight is only the latest in a string of events that have been honoring Carol King for her extraordinary accomplishments. Recently, Carol was awarded the Gershwin Prize, which is the highest national honor a songwriter can get. And she is the first woman to receive that honor. And at the Kennedy Center Honors, where she was awarded one of the honors, Aretha Franklin moved the audience, including President Obama, to tears with her rendition of this next tune.
looking out on the morning rain. I used to feel so uninspired. And when I knew I had to face another day, Lord, it made me feel so tired. Before the day I met you, life was so unkind, but you're the key to With Jeff Kleitz, our music director and arranger, we have a history of taking one song in particular on each program and arranging it for an a cappella vocal treatment with four or five or six voices. So we've done that with a song that may not be that familiar to begin with. It's called I'll Do My Crying in the Rain. None of these phrases should die or should like, you know, like fall off. They should just keep sustaining. My misery will not saying like that so that would be on Becca Alicia Clark and Ted to carry that phrase you know she was writing songs for teenagers and she was herself a teenager so it has a really upbeat groove and in a way you can ignore the lyric because it seems so happy the music so we decided to, to do a setting that just focused really on the words and um, so I think that's one of the numbers that will feel very different
One of the great joys in being a musician as a professional is that you get to make music at a very high level with other artists who are feeding you and feeding off of you and complimenting you and lifting you higher. And then the joy you bring to your audience is so palpable. I can just see how much joy it's bringing or pain or emotional heights and lows of all kinds. But something about music can elicit those reactions without intellect getting in the way. It, it goes straight to the heart. And so that connection that you're connected to someone else's heart through this ineffable, untouchable thing is magic.
There are certain themes that I find in her music that come up again and again. And to me, one of the major themes is home in her music. Just bring my baby back home to me. I feel like people are drawn to that and relate to that. And I feel like people hearing the music and experiencing the music like with other people is also a really amazing thing. Please feel free to join us on the chorus. When you're down and trouble and need some loving care and nothing, nothing is going right. Close your eyes. And think of me And soon I will be there To brighten up your darkest night You just call out my name And you know Spring, summer, or fall. All you have to do is call, sing it, and I'll be there, I'll be there. You got a friend. When the sky above you seems dark. Part of wanting to put this show together was to say that, you know, the Carole King songbook is so big and so amazing and, um, and to, you know, do our small part to, to tell that story. Yes, and desert you. Take your soul if you let them. She uses the same building blocks for almost every song. There aren't a lot of fancy chords. There aren't a lot of fancy tempos or modulations. It's like the basic Lego, you know, but somehow she can build castles out of the very basic Lego that endure. I think that's why she's so popular is because her music is so accessible. Um, but it's been really fun. I'm, I'm a full-fledged fan. Not that I wasn't before, but it's official now. You've been listening to Carol King Classics featuring various Broadway talents with rare access to rehearsals for this one-time concert at the Tillis Center for the Performing Arts in Brookville, New York on Long Island, recorded in 2018.
Thanks for listening to the All Arts Radio Hour, brought to listeners from the WNET Group's All Arts platform. For more All Arts programming, go to allarts.org and to the All Arts apps on all major streaming platforms, as well as at All Arts TV on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And in the New York area, TV viewers can watch the 24-7 broadcast channel. Of course, you can tune in each week to the All Arts Radio Hour on WLIWFM over the air, on our live stream at WLIW.org radio, and on radio streaming apps and podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us for the All Arts Radio Hour on WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR station.